0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Poema podcast. Uh, great to have you all here today. I'm really excited today because I've got my some of my best friends uh, are on today, but they're also awesome people. They were my first guests on my um, old podcast, James Talks. They were the first people that I had on. They are musicians and writers and just awesome people. Um, they are Chloe and Taylor Turner, also known as Chasing Lovely. So welcome Hi. back. <laughs>
1: Thanks for
0: having us. Yeah. Always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't really sum up really what these guys do. They, they they kind of they write about loads of awesome stuff. They make great music and they um, they kind of live this really um, inspiring kind of lifestyle. Oh. Kind of like making their own toothpaste and <laughs> like, it's just like they're just awesome people. Okay, they just live so ethically and. Like uh, living the dream kind of risking everything and just exploring what life has to offer they kind of inspire me a lot and I'm embarrassing them their faces just went red when I said that so um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so yeah we're here to talk about um, they're working on something really exciting and new Um, their first EP um, Unbroiled is on um, Spotify and iTunes and everything now and it's awesome so you can get that, go and get that really cheap. We'll listen to it free on Spotify. Um, they're releasing something new, hopefully. So tell us yeah. about that, Clary and Taylor.
1: So we are looking to get back in studio. We have um, a new collection of songs that we're really excited about um, that we have been writing over the past year or more. Yeah, almost two years. Um, and So we're looking to get back in studio To record them um, Professionally and get them out To the world in um, A High quality way that's not Just uh, recording from my iPhone In our bedroom um, So we have launched a Kickstarter Campaign um, To fund that because obviously We're not um, Superstars on a Label so we need People to, who believe in our music and who uh, like what we have to say to be able to support us by buying the album before it's created. Um, so we've been working on that for a little bit here and hoping that it funds so we will be able to get back in studio and record these
0: new songs. So tell us kind of the story of this album and these songs for people who maybe don't know you or your work.
1: Right. So our last EP, Unbridled, um, really was kind of born um, from a relationship. And I would say like a good chunk of the songs, you know, maybe minus one, (laughs) Unbridled, um, were really about that um, relationship. And And I would say after that sort of ended, you know, having that time in between those two years between that and what we are hoping to release soon and get in studio and create is that there was just a lot of time where I had to figure out what am I going to write about now? Um, I think you can you can mine a lot of songs from one relationship and I think you could probably do it for a lifetime, but unfortunately, I, but I also <laughs> think that your art and music has to kind of progress with where you are and the place that you're sitting emotionally, yeah. um, and what's going on in your life at that particular time. And so for me, it, that wasn't a relationship. That's not what was happening for me in my life. And it was a lot of things that I wasn't sure about how to write about because I hadn't necessarily heard these things written about. It wasn't relationships. So, you know, when you're listening to the radio and 90% of the songs that you're hearing are about love, that's kind of the template that as musicians that we have to look at for like, this is what we write about, you know? And I think love is a great thing, but I think that there's so much more on the spectrum of life uh, that needs to be talked about. And that Mm -hmm. can be reflected in a musical way And so these past two years have been me trying to figure out how to even go about that when I don't have a lot to reference or to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm not listening to the right kind of artists who (laughs) are putting out, like, you know, um, different things like that. But um, I think it was an interesting um, struggle, but then at the same time, a revelation uh, when I was able to kind of break through uh, that sort of wall, I suppose, and and write about the things that were happening in my life that had nothing to do with love or relationships or... Romantic relationships. Romance, mm-hmm. essentially. So um, I would say, yeah, that, that's something that's going to be different on this record and from these songs that you're going to hear that is a progression from that. Which doesn't mean that none of the songs have anything to do with romance, because they do. Um, and some of them can be taken in a way that would relate to somebody in a, a like romantic relationship that doesn't necessarily mean that they were that's for, the place that that's it where it came them. from. Um, and then other ones have literally nothing to do with that. Um, so it, it was it was a cool process. Um, it's nerve wracking because it's different. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we've been out playing these songs, we've had a lot of good reaction from them and, um, just seeing the way that they can impact people upon first listen, um, has been really, really powerful for us. We played the bluebird cafe the other night and, um, we played this song that we wrote called always and never enough. And, um,
0: (laughs) so I love that song. Um, (laughs) (laughs) thank
1: you so much. Um, and that one was probably one of the hardest songs that we've ever Mm -hmm. had to like wrestle with. Mm -hmm. Um, it took us into a lot of places that we didn't particularly, want to go, or it wasn't easy to go, um, for us personally. And, um, and watching, watching the way that people reacted to that, um, was, was magical. I was shaking. I was like shaking by the end of the song. I saw probably like, Eight people crying in the audience and <laughs> I felt I felt sort of bad but then at the same time I was like I'm glad that they understand what this song means and, um, and that they get it and that they've connected with it um, because when we were writing it it was something that we really needed to write for ourselves because we were in a rut and we were in kind of a dark place that we were struggling to get out of um, 2016 was rough. 2016 for, for everyone. Was rough. It was um, a rough time. So,
0: mm, yeah.
1: So that literally came from 2016. <laughs> was, oh my goodness. We should just call it that. 2016. <laughs> we'll retitle it. Um, <laughs> but, but it was cool to see to see that and see how people responded. And a lot of people like when you go out and we play shows and you ask people, Oh, do you want like a slow song or like a happy song? People always want the happy things they want. They want to be distracted. They want to like forget about everything that's going on. And there are so many songs that do that for me and that I, that I absolutely need in my life is just something to lift me up that I can dance to that. I can just, feel free and let loose to, but there are also songs that have meant so much to me that have allowed me to sit in some of the darker things that are part of the human experience that we don't often have an opportunity to sit in because we are so quick to distract ourselves. Um, Yeah. And I also think something that's, that's been interesting for me, I think in my writing in the last couple of years is I think it's really reflected a lot of my interests and, uh whether that's always a never enough when we're just kind of like inserting like little nuggets of non-duality <laughs> in there like I, not everyone's gonna read into that and see that but i guess the people that really understand like mm. our values or like our thought process or like what we believe it they're gonna notice that And that's like when gungor slips in spiral dynamics and like most people aren't gonna hear that would oh
0: thank you for that <laughs> yeah um Okay, I'm just gonna divert you a little bit. Gunga, their last three albums, the One Wild Life trilogy. Yeah. Um, oh man, I, I put those I put those on a playlist like back to back. One yeah. like and played all of them all the way through. And mm-hmm. oh my word, like when you understand spiral dynamics and then you listen to the yeah. whole thing right the way through from start to finish, and you listen yeah. to the lyrics and even the song titles it's like mm-hmm. oh my god like, <laughs> like like i wish you could write a book like this you know it, like what how can we make books so like this creative like what can we do you know as a writer that's what i kind of I, I keep wrestling with that whole how can i be more innovative in how i write books and how can i be more like like john you know like john's gospel like when you read actually stand back from it and read how it's written and how everything's structured, and like the um, uh, the kind of the signs of Jesus, like it says this was the yeah. first sign, this is the second sign, right? And the sixth sign is um, raising Lazarus. Uh, mm-hmm. No, the seventh sign is raising Lazarus, mm-hmm. and then there's the resurrection, which is the eighth sign, yeah. which would be the beginning of a new week. So we had the week, first week of creation. And that was totally deliberate. That was completely deliberate. Yeah,
1: and you can completely like when when you're consuming that, you can read past it and not even know what's going on. But yeah. if you dive into it a little further, you realize exactly what the creator was doing and the intentionality behind everything.
0: Yeah, I want to write a book like that yeah. one day. I don't know. I haven't got the idea or the topic or whatever that I would use yet. You know? And yeah. the next couple of books might be mem- more memoir memoiry kind of so but I don't know if I can yeah. like but then again you could say that the, the story of Jesus is like a story of his life, but it's but it's told in in a kind of more allegorical kind of intentional yeah. kind of way. So maybe I maybe I could write a different kind of memoir, I don't know. Anyway, that was yeah, completely t- complete tangent from um,
1: <laughs>
0: from you guys. The good one I, can, I want to say about that song "Always and Never Enough." I've heard. I've seen a video of you doing that live, and um, yep. I was moved to tears by that song. That was um, I like because I and if I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but if you can find it, like just listen to it because it's just so moving and um, so apt for our times. And I think it, I think it would resonate. I think it resonates with a lot. It resonates with a lot of people. The lyrics of that song um, the, you know, and the, the emotion behind it um, I think a lot of people yeah. would connect um, with that
1: we were playing a show in Louisville um, a, what was it last week yeah, yeah like a week ago and um, so we we played the song and it was interesting to hear this woman came up to us afterwards and she has worked with a lot of Immigrants and refugees and like foster kids and people who just have a lack of opportunities and um, was talking about how she Recently lost her job because of just cuts in our governmental budget for things like that Um, Because now our priorities are Making even bigger military but don't get me started on that. Um, and but she was just She was just like yeah I mean, i I know exactly how that feels to feel like you spend your whole life working towards this thing, and you don't even know you don't even know the difference that you're making, but at the same time, you can't stop fighting for fighting for these things that you believe in and you have to. Mm-hmm. And you are making a difference, whether or not you see it um, but also recognizing that so much of it is outside of our control. and it was it was just cool to see how our stories and the things that we have experienced can translate into other people's lives and other people's experiences and how um, a song that we needed to write for our own sanity um, and for our own discovery of what was going on um, can so closely relate to someone else's story was pretty pretty amazing.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, you've got to. Oh, we've got to get. We've got to get this album. We've got to get this album from. this EP funded. We've got to. People, come on. We've got to get. We've got to get these songs out there into the world. Like, and you can, you can probably hear a couple of them on YouTube as well. Like, um, you're on oh. YouTube, aren't you? Like, uh, Chasing Lovely, on YouTube. Just Google yeah. Chasing Lovely on YouTube. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, they're on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Um, yeah. Please go and find their music and listen to it and you'll understand why this needs to be, this stuff needs to be out there in the world. Um, sure, thank you. <laughs> um Yeah. Actually, one thing I wanted to ask, like, when you, like, because I, what I found with my book coming out, uh, Mosaic with Grace, is I have people responding to it in ways that I never intended. Like, mm-hmm. I have people like, because it was meant to be a book about grace and all that kind of thing, and about how it transforms us and gives us hope and, You know how we need to have it like in different areas of our spiritual journey, and as part of our identity. And I had I wrote like a like a section on the church, like it wasn't meant to be a book about church at all. And then like loads of the people who reviewed it and put it on Amazon, like were saying, this is a like a this is like a critique on church and how church should be and how church could be. And
1: yeah, and
0: it was like, wow, I never intended it to be that. Like that that was was not even. Didn't even enter my head when I wrote it. Like, I mean, have you experienced that with with your music, as well?
1: Yeah, I I would say that that's one of the the coolest things I think about songs is that when we put them out there, um, what they mean to us, it it really transforms into something completely different for other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those stories can actually create more meaning for us. And I think even between Chloe and I, what a song can mean for her and what it means to me are completely different. When we were um we've had like a couple um sessions with the producer that, you know, we're hoping to work with about these songs and each song we went into, he he would ask us, "Where did this come from?" Which I think was really really cool uh thing that he cares <laughs> about where it came from, but it also we, we kind of had a couple moments between Chloe and I when we <laughs> told the story about where the song was for me and where I go when I sing it. And, and I go, goes, what? Taylor goes, that's not at all what I, I think. <laughs> that's not at all what the song means to me. But cool, because, like, there were things that I never even knew that a song meant to Chloe. And, you know, it kind of came out there and it was like, oh, wow. You know, like, even for the two people that are playing this song that are, you know, really closely tied to it, it can mean a completely different thing to the two of us. And, and I think it also evolves too. Yeah. You know, a song can start out meaning one thing to you and then when you, you have wrote a different it an experience. And yeah, there's been songs that Taylor has written that I initially like didn't connect with. And then I had an experience and then I was like, Oh my gosh, that's what this song means. Like now I get it on a level that I've never gotten it before. You know, after, even after, This breakup that I went through, like, a few months ago, I was just like, holy crap, I listen to breakup songs in a way I have never listened to them before, (laughs) and these are so real. And I used to just think they were just full of crap, and now I feel all these things.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. Uh, I've been there. I've been been there,
1: But yeah, I think I think the cool thing about art is that once you put it out into the world, it no longer really belongs to you. Mm -hmm. It belongs to the person that's consuming it. And the creator and the experience that they have with it is like only part of the story. And there's a new story every time somebody interacts with that song. And and no, not everybody is going to get it because not everybody lives the same experience or not everybody is going to take it this the same way but you put it out there Mm. for the people who it they are going to connect with it or they might not now and they connect with it maybe in two years when they are at that point Um, yeah yeah I just think that I think that's kind of magical well and I think something that was interesting for me is I think a lot of the times you know whether it was me back when I was at university um, you know majoring in music business and going to all of these classes that were telling me you know, this is how, like, you know, this is what's marketable and this is what's, you know, I'm going to sell. And people would always, you know, whether it was like a professor or like, you know, speakers would be like, you know, you're trying to reach people and you you need to get inside their head and you need to get inside your audience's head and you need to write for like what they're going through and you need to be relatable and you need to not whine because no one wants to listen to your problems. or you whining? But, Honestly, what I've found is, like, the more that you're honest about what's going on with Mm -hmm. yourself, the more that it actually can relate to other people. I wrote a song called Sleep Rocking, and for me, it was a song about writer's block. And I was like, well, that's not relatable, right? That's so specific. It's so, you know, this is only going to be able to, you know, reach a certain kind of person when they're going through a certain kind of thing, And then I put it out there and, you know, the kind of like responses that I've gotten for that particular song, it's like, no, that's not what it's always about for everyone else when they hear it. But at the same time, even for the people that that is what, you know, somebody experiencing a creative block or Mm. that school, they're like, I've never heard anybody write about this before. I, you know, I need it's right now and yeah. you don't hear this in a song you don't hear people talking about these kinds of issues in music mm-hmm. and so i think it is kind of important to do things that you don't necessarily think are going to be hits or that you think are going to catch on or she's doing um, all the air quotes right now for <laughs> yeah
0: see. air quotes air quotes <laughs> <laughs>
1: the sarcasm
0: <laughs> you
1: know so I, I i really i think i i would encourage people to if they even if they think that this is totally not going to be trendier on you know um commercial write about what's real and authentic and honest and it will connect
0: yeah I, i've had i've had been going through the same thing recently with um yeah i've had to market my book so i've been, i hired a guy who's an amazing person a good friend of mine and knows about marketing and stuff and marketing authentically but even then i kind of think i found i think because i was promoting my book and promoting some coaching for writers mm-hmm. at the same time um and barely had time for anything else i think my mind got kind of disconnected from my heart a little bit in terms of and a lot of my a lot of my writing public writing like for my website for example kind of yeah i started i and i noticed this for the last few days like uh, somebody pointed it out to me it sounded it kind of didn't read like me it was like it wasn't my heart. it was just me yeah. it was like my head trying to think what other people like what other people think you know and so I yeah. kind of like, had to go back and change it all because like I can't I can't write something it was just like I can't I'm in my head too much I need to kind of get back to me um, yeah and like I have to keep telling people like, I actually heard a writer the other day like uh, a professional writer with a a book contract. Who writes books for writers, saying that you shouldn't, yeah. saying that writers shouldn't follow their passion, that well, they shouldn't, like, what? like that they have to think of their audience first. You know, and this is a yeah. writer who writes for writes for writers and creative people. And I was kind yeah. of like, what has happened to the world that 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 is accepted, like, and endorsed and. Gets publishing contracts like how? What is wrong? Like there's something wrong when that happens. Because like how you create the best work is by listening to your heart and being true to your passion, and that connects with people more than like crappy marketing copy. And it might not sell as many copies, but that's not if your if your job is if your purpose is to like sell as many books as you want or sell as many albums if that's all you want then then there's formulas for doing that but you could be Kim Kardashian
1: post it and publish a selfie book a book of all the selfies you know
0: how many that
1: sold way too
0: many yeah exactly there's some books (laughs) which don't deserve which don't deserve to be sold like 50 Shades of Grey like you ask any writer that's just like a crime against writing it's like how did (laughs) that sell a hundred million copies What that it's just not only is the topic like dodgy, but the actual writing is just like I can't even put into words how bad it is. Like, I played this game on Facebook with my friends, it's this game where you guess the, the Fifty Shades quote and you guess which it isn't because they're just they're equally as bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, and, and actually, the worst ones are the ones which are actually from the book. You they know, couldn't they boring. couldn't make up anything that was worse than the stuff in the book, like and oh, you know, oh dear, I can't't can't <laughs> even um, that's just crimes against crimes against writing, you know, um, <laughs> and there's, there's' crimes against music as well, you know, um, oh yeah, um, but um, like, yeah, you follow your passion, you know, you like acting Baby, which is my favorite album of all time, was like birthed out of writer's block, basically, they couldn't. They didn't have anything, and they were kind of like, oh, we gonna, are we gonna break up? We don't have any, anything left." Like, and they just yeah. kind of jammed and jammed and jammed and jammed. And there's this movie about the making of this album, and then you hear it, this 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 jam session. There's, yeah. And there's this one moment where you hear a chord to one of their songs, like one of their huh. most well-known, like one, you know, one, the song one. Oh man, if you haven't heard that song, oh, you've got to hear that song. You'll love it. But there's this one of their best songs ever, like, like, literally, pretty much everyone knows this song, it's like, and you hear a little, just a little half, five seconds, where there's this little chord, this little riff, and from that, yeah. like, little riff, they kind of, like, they got two songs out of that, and then they, and from that, they kind of got the momentum and the kind of creative synergy to create a whole album, and it was, like, their, one of their best albums ever. Um wow. And one of the most creative albums I've ever seen. Like and oh. and it's just because they just kept on digging. You know, they just kind of yeah.
1: They,
0: they didn't go to formula. They kind of just
1: yeah. I think, and that's absolutely part of the human experience. We might not all experience like seasons of writer's block, but we all experience periods of just feeling like. Nothingness and like we don't really have a lot going on. That what are we doing here and why are why is our life important? And that might be taking like an extreme view on something like that, but for a lot of creatives who can't create, that's like that's a feeling that that gets there, and that that can relate to non creative, um, like people in creative fields of work as well, um, and just in their lives. So, it's it's relatable even when you don't think it is.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, okay. So we've got this Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> it's um, chasing lovely, and I think can you go to Kickstarter and just search chasing lovely and it will find it. Is that? Yeah. 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 Or
1: okay. it's linked on any of our social media accounts or on our website or anything
0: so. ChasingLovely.com at Chasing Lovely Twitter and Instagram and Chasing Lovely on YouTube and listen cool. to their music and um please do back. I've heard some of the music from this this album it's going to be flipping awesome I can't <laughs> wait to hear it <laughs> Um, I supported this campaign because I want this album to get out. I, I actually said to Chloe and Taylor beforehand that if I'd had enough money, I would have just like made sure the whole thing was funded like straight off. <laughs> because it's just it's, this music's got to be out there, and um, these guys need a wider audience. And if you need people to play at your house for a little gig or a little gig somewhere, like check these guys out, please do. They're just awesome, um, and I'm yeah. I'm am looking forward to going to America to go and see them live when I get a chance because they're going to be it's going to be awesome. So um, thank you guys for coming on today. It's been really really awesome to talk to you again. Yeah, yes, thanks. absolutely. Like thank you, you it. for having us. Um, great. Okay. Well, I'm sure they'll be back again, um, won't you? Um, they're absolutely. like reg- they're like regular guests on my podcast. You know, this is like the fourth <laughs> I think the fourth time I've hosted Something them. Something like that. I'm starting to the crack yeah it's just yeah we will lose track eventually yeah for sure um great okay everyone um so yeah go find the kickstarter go support these guys even if you can just give it like something really really small doesn't matter it all it all it all counts um yes and the more you give you might get some freebies as well some special stuff Mm -hmm. so um yeah um okay thanks everyone and we'll talk soon